You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mom Halo podcast with your host, Lana Kapitz. I'm super excited because I have the one, the only mighty mom, Jess Sennett, is here with us today, guys. Woo! <laughs> okay, Jess, welcome. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Let's start there. Oh, what an epic introduction. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, so my name is Jessica Sennett. I am originally from London, Ontario, but I live currently in Toronto. I did not know uh, that. You're from London? I, I am. Know that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If, I, I know a lot of people went to school in London, but, I, you know, we can talk about that if you want more. Yes, I'm from originally from London, Ontario. Um, I lived actually 10 years in New York City, and then I am now living in Toronto with my husband and my two little boys, Levi and Micah, and I am the CEO and founder of Mighty Mom, as you said it. I um, am passionate about helping women feel strong, uh, no matter where they are in their motherhood journey, whether it's um, pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I should have said this first, but I'm obviously a prenatal and postpartum <laughs> fitness coach. That probably should have come before the one-liner, but you know we got it all in there, so I feel good about it. No, it was good. That's great, Jess. Okay, so first of all, I first met you, I want to say... 2016, 2017. Would that make yeah, sense? Like the first year I moved back. So it's almost been uh, five years. It's five years now. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, yeah. So very close to that, I would say for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I remember being like, everyone's like, who's just sent it? Like, who is this? Like, you were like the hottest thing from New York and everyone was yeah. obsessed with you. No, I remember it was like a why are you rolling your? I'm serious. You didn't I know. Have a hard time take, I have a hard time taking compliments. Okay. In check, okay. So this is how I came to into Jess. I heard about this woman who was coming from, who came up from New York, who was like this fitness um, and like you know expert when it came to moms. And I was like, who is this woman? And I went to one of your classes, and you were teaching in Forest Hill at the time, and it was yeah. fabulous. And I was like, I'm in love with you. And what do you think it is, Jess, that people fall in love with you? Like people fall in love with you. What do you think it is? Okay. Uh, wow. Kind of question. Question. Yeah. Um, I mean, fitness is hard, right? And people fall in love with you. Why do they fall in love with you? I think the the answer that's bubbling to the top for me is just that I'm I'm real. Like I'm very. I, I you you get what you see. Like you see, you get what you see with me. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, I don't have, I'm a busy mom. Like I don't have time to like play games. Um, and I honestly, I honestly love what I do. I've had like a very big roller coaster of coming into this fitness. And now that I'm, I'm doing it and I'm helping moms, like I actually, I love, love, love what I do. So I feel like that comes across. So I'm real, I'm passionate about what I do and I care about who every single mom that I come in contact with. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons that I I think that's why it is. Uh, and I'm also, I also don't take myself too seriously. Uh, in my classes, like we play nineties music, we have a good time. Like if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then why are you doing it? I, you know, like I, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I want to make my classes and my clients feel as comfortable and, uh, and have as much fun as possible as much as you can when you're doing squats and lunges and push-ups, which are hard, you know, physically, but if you can chuckle a little bit, if I make a little joke or play a song that you haven't heard in like forever, I think that's, um, it's also building a community of people of like-minded people that want to stay active, have fun and really push themselves a little bit. Uh, so I feel like it's a combination of all those things and people come to my classes for many different reasons, but I think those are the top three that really have really stuck, like building the community, you know, having fun, doing something for themselves. And like, it's 
something you enjoy. Like we have a good time. I, I mean, I do. <laughs> I just yeah, no, know. I, I always had a good time working out with you. And I always found that you were very, here's the thing. I find the whole fitness industry and we can talk about this a little bit jarring sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, and I find like, what I like about you, Jess, is like, and what I've always liked about you is that about strength and, and being strong. It's never been about getting skinny or losing weight or any of those things that could be super triggering for people. And I think that's why people resonate with you, right? It's like women are going through this huge transitional moment where their body is changing so much. And your approach to health and wellness, I think, has just been super manageable and something that somebody can like really get behind. And I think it also is personality driven. So I think those are the things that I find there's like a real delicateness right now around bodies. Um, you want to talk about that a bit? What are you, what's your thoughts about that whole thing right now? It's a big, it's a big subject, but I, I agree with you. This narrative of at least I'm air quoting now mom fitness is now. And most often in the past been like, let's bounce back. Let's get skinny. Let's get, it's all about looking back um, to what we wanted before, what we did in our twenties, but whatever the case may be getting skinny um, and my whole thing. And this has evolved for me over time as well. It's a journey that I've had to take on my own. And I've been very open with that. I, uh, now I'm about, yes, I have two kids, but I'm also like, I'm also looking forward to be like, moms can be strong. We can be all of these things, not about looking forward. It's about, uh, it's about looking forward and really feeling that the best is yet to come. We need to celebrate what our bodies have done. We've like created a human being and that's like freaking awesome. That's so strong, like all of us. And so let's celebrate that and build on that and not necessarily look back to where we were. We want to get our genes back or whatever the case may be, but let's build let's celebrate where we're at. Sorry. I um, repeated myself a bunch of times. It's okay. It's okay. No, I I do think there's a lot of value there. I think, you know, um, Instagram is such a tricky place because Instagram was really built on the back of fitness influencers. Um, And I think fitness influencers got a bad rap and people in the fitness industry sort of got a bad rap for being like, you know, towing the party line of diet culture and trying to like fit into some sort of, um, uh, pre-described idea or notion of what fitness or health or beauty is, or what your body is supposed to look like. We're and supposed I think to exercise you- to lose weight. That is right. literally, that has been ingrained in our, in, in us for ever. Yeah. If you're exercising, you have to have a weight loss goal. That's how we grew up. That's how right. it was for women. So I think that goes along totally with what you're saying, right? There's no other yeah, reason so- if you're not wanting to lose weight. Why, why bother? Right. So I I asked you recently for like five tips for realistic, uh, to real five tips to stay motivated to exercise. And the first thing you said to us was choose a non-number goal. Yeah. Talk to me. What's a non-number goal? A non-number goal is not something scale related. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to fit into size six, 10, two, zero, whatever that, like a non-number goal. Um, because for fitness to be something sustainable and realistic, um, in your life forever, when people talk, come to me, uh, and they say, well, I want to lose this and to like, get ready for this date or whatever the case may be. I'm like, okay, what after, what's after that? You know, like I I'm living on this earth for another, I'm hoping 50, 60 years. Right. So what can we do now to make these goals stick forever? I want to be able to put, let's put fitness into your life, movement into your life in a capacity that works. That's just, you're not necessarily doing it for a limited amount of time. And for that to really, to be a long-term goal, it has to be non-number related because when you hit that, like when you hit that, then, then what, you know, and we always think, and I know I, definitely thought this as a teenager. And, um, in my twenties, I had very, very, um, scary eating patterns and went to the gym too much. And like, I, you know, I didn't have any balance at all. As I know, a lot of women in our, you know, in, in our same, same age group felt, um, but like, I was like, well, if I just could lose 10 pounds, you know, I'd be happy. I, I could do this. I could do that. If I could just lose the weight, then this would happen. And then we get there and we figure out that's not necessarily the root cause of what's really, what's really wrong. Um, I know I thought that when I was 
in my previous life, I was an, an actress and I always thought, well, if I could lose 10 pounds, I would be booked for the role or whatever. Like I, I use that excuse a lot. And um, I just don't think A, it's healthy. B, it, it sets you up for success long-term. So find stuff that really drives you. I want to set a great example for my kids. I want to be heart healthy. I want to let, I, I want to feel more energy. I get this a lot. I want to be less creaky in the morning. I get that one a lot. Like just like, you know, carve out time for myself, whatever it is, there's a million different reasons to exercise that have nothing to do with numbers. Yeah. I freaking love that, Jess. I think that's like a foundational um, moment that defines your, I want to say the mighty mom movement, you know, like people- I'm trying to build it. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to build it. Yeah. No. And we're going to help you build it for sure. And that's why I'm so keen to have you as part of our community because I've always loved you. I've always had an eye on you and I've always wanted to sort of put you in the center ring in this way. So um, let's talk a little bit more about that. I, I'm just being completely confessional here and it resonates with me so deeply. I think so many women born in the seventies, eighties and nineties, right. whatever it is, we have such like a weird um, relationship to body and food. And we, are, I think us as parents now, we're really trying to undo all those things. And I think I know a lot of women who are very successful by every single standard they're successful but this like relationship with the body is so challenging. Like they might be, have already like gotten to their, whatever they want. Like if it's their goal weight, for instance, which that language itself is, can be jarring for people. So I know, well, maybe I'll put a trigger warning on this. (laughs) This is maybe a trigger warning. I'm a walking trigger warning for a lot of people. Um, But when it comes to this, I I mean, I I once wrote an article called I'm a fat mom and it got, I read it. I remember it. And I comment and I like, Remember, I responded to it. I think I said, yes. you know, I remember yeah, that it was 2019. And I remember just like using that as like, really as a, not a gimmick, but I was trying to start a conversation about existing in our bodies. And it was right before really the body positivity or body neutrality uh, movement. And I'm trying really to teach and educate my kids about movement and exercise. So every day we're doing exercise. My son's like, mom, can we exercise? I'm like, let's go. And it's just like this fun moment, right? Where they sort of get their sillies out or whatever, but they're watching me exercise and they're really noticing for the first time. I have no memory of watching my parents exercise, but I have so much memory of my parents dieting and really like that being the profound part of family decisions and meal time and conversation. And my parents at our generation, like talking about who lost 20 pounds they saw somebody, they look so good. They didn't look good. And it's so toxic. You look good. Yeah. We obviously were, you know, and people still, you know, if people, someone to the way that people respond very positively to that, you're right. It's very jarring. And if you break all that down on a, like a very basic level, it can really like, I know it messed me up for sure, because we equate thin with better, with good, with just overall, you know, everything we wanted to be. I know I wanted for sure I did. And even me, and I want to put this out there that I'm a very, like I'm a cisgender white woman. I am in a very able body. I have a lot of privilege around that. And I acknowledge that, but that doesn't mean I still like, (laughs) I still struggled with body image. Mm -hmm. I still struggled with, I had distorted eating. Um, You know, like I had anxiety. I definitely was addicted to exercise, like, you know, the binging and then overdoing at the gym the next day. Like that was my 20s life. Um, And I think a lot of um, the listeners, my followers, I think women in their 30s in general can really relate to that. The more I start to talk about my own experience. Sure. um, And I'm still trying to unpack that, by by the way. Uh, I I don't think those, like I said, it, it hits us on a deeper level. So really, really opening that up and saying, okay, why did I feel this way? Why do I feel the need to always be losing? Right. Right. And I now in my late thirties and I coach other women on this, it's been very helpful for me to like, okay, why do I feel the need? If I had, you know, I had a big dinner, why do I feel the need to exercise more today? As a put, like, I still ask myself these questions, but it's, it's a process. And I think even the questioning of it is a really beautiful place to start for people. And I want to help people kind of start that journey as to why are we exercising? What, what do you want from this? And it comes back to that non-number goal, right? It's, you know, it's like, why, what do I need to get out of this? And I can just do it to feel strong. Feeling strong is fucking badass. Can I say Fucking fucking badass. Yeah. Like it's badass. Like feeling 
I find that when you feel strong physically, it can by osmosis, like travel into the rest of your life. And I'm not saying that everyone has to lift 200 pounds like I do. It this has nothing to do with that. I love it because I fall in love with lifting and it makes, it, it just charges me and it's a passion of mine and that's fine. If that doesn't charge you, that's okay. I'm not saying everyone yes, has you to lift, lift 200 pounds. Let's go back. You I am currently, pounds. I'm going to get there. Okay. I was pre babies. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently deadlifting 185. My goal oh my is God. That's um, like I said, but that's, that's a personal goal for me. That right. is not something I put on my clients, but a lot of clients come to me wanting to lift heavy. Cause I can coach them that way. I coach a right. lot of moms that are like, I want to feel that it feels great, but it can be, you can get that feeling anyway, but when you feel physically strong and it can be manifested in a lot of different ways, you walk differently, you act differently. Physical so affects the mental that it, it can, it can boost confidence. You carry yourself differently. And that's what I love about, um, resistance training, weight training, exercise. It can, yes, it's like squats and lunges and all of the things in the gym, but it also can have such a profound effect on, you know, how you live the rest of your life. And I've seen it firsthand for myself and I've seen it firsthand for my clients and it's beautiful. So that it's all like, it's kind of like giving someone else a new reason to exercise, be active, love their body for what they can, for what it can do. I can lift, I can lift more than my husband. Mm -hmm. Which I, you know, you don't have to, I'm just saying like, I can, and I, I love that. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's fine. I think that's awesome. And I do think what you're saying is true. I read recently somewhere that the way you approach one element of your life is generally how you approach all elements of your life. So if you, if you can change one small thing in your life and add exercise and even talking to you, Jess, I was like, oh yeah, I really like exercising. I I've made some big investments before in my and my journey for me, it's about consistency. So I want to go back to one of the other points that you wrote me because we talked about some of this uh, every single week. We're trying to feature our scholars and experts on a variety of topics. And we've asked them to send us some tips, five tips for anything that we can do. And what I loved, you said, schedule your exercise and make it a non-negotiable. Tell me about that. Cause that I'm a busy mofo. Finding 20 minutes in the day is hard, but let's talk about it. Um, everyone's busy. We're all so busy. You're crazy busy. Um, I think assuming that it's going to happen, it never works. And knowing that if it's not scheduled in for a specific time and it's not made a, like a first priority, it's just not going to happen. And recognizing that and it being okay, that it can be up there with the meeting, with the whatever, you know, the grocery shopping, the the kids stuff, like whatever it is. And I'm not saying like block out two hours of your day. Like that, I used to spend two hours in the gym in my twenties, pre-kids like that. I, I can't remember the last time I worked out for longer than 45 minutes, you know, and I've never had an issue making it a non-negotiable for me. It's why I, it's part of the reason I'm, I'm good at what I do. I love it. I'm, it's my non, it's, it is my non-negotiable. It happens you know, and I would rather move other things around and make sure it happens when it needs to happen for me. Um, and you know, and I realize it's not everyone's first priority, but scheduling it in, seeing what your day is like, I can take 12 to 1230. Great. You know, I can take 12 to 1215. Great. Um, maybe on this night, it has to happen after the kids go to sleep. Fine. Like looking at your week, making sure that it gets in there as a meeting and you have to place it up on the priority list because if you don't, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. And I know that for a fact. So there has to be some effort there. I love to give, I gave you guys five tips and I give my clients and everyone on Instagram, all of these tips, but if there isn't any effort and there isn't any follow through, (laughs) something has to change. You have to do a little bit. It's not just going to, the weights aren't going to like magically like come into you. You have to be like, okay, this is my time. Don't bother me. You know? And figure out what you need to do, um, to kind of make it work. Now, the great news is it doesn't have to be like 65. It doesn't have to be six hours a week. It can literally be 20 minutes, three times a week or less, or maybe 20 minutes once a week. I've literally started with clients with once a week for 20, 30 minutes, because that's manageable and that's realistic and that's doable. So we start there and it's really consistent, something you can do consistently, because if you do it once a month, it's not, I realize I made no sound. I just made a gesture, but it's not helpful. We need anything you can do consistently. 
I had these three rules. Um, and I used to say them a lot when I was talking to new clients or prospective clients, I was like, fitness has to be three things. It has to be convenient because I don't care how nice your gym is. Not that we can go to gyms right now in Ontario, but like, I don't care how nice or how, how good your instructor is. If it's like 25 minute drive from your house or your work, you're never going. It's, it has to be convenient to your work or your home or someplace in your life. You go all the time. Um, it has to be consistent and it has to be fun. It has to be enjoyable because if you hate it and you're like, oh, I'm running, but I hate running. It's not going to be something you do long-term. So finding your joy, something that sparks joy, right? It's the same idea. Find something that you love. For me, it's lifting. I love sweating it out and challenging myself. If you love your Peloton, great. If you love, you know, rowing, great. Running, great. You know, there's a lot less options now that we have to be at home. A dance class, it, whatever it is. And I support everyone for finding what it is that like they love. Because that's the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I'm really talking the rest of your life. You know, Mom Halo podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have moms? in the United States. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. And with 20 years of experience in the child care space comes a ton of innovation in how they cater to their families. They have in-classroom webcams, an app that provides daily updates for parents, a from-scratch menu, and wonderful high-quality educators. These are just a few of the amazing things about kids and company. My daughter attends one of their centers and I can vouch for how incredible they are far beyond others we've attended. They're offering families who register and start care by July 31st, 2022, a waived registration fee that applies to new registrations only. Call their team at 1-800-MY-KID-CO and use the code MOMHALO to register for this offer. You won't regret it. You and your little one in mind, Rascal and Friends Premium Diapers ticks all the boxes. Affordable, safe on sensitive skin, deliciously soft and super absorbent. Plus, their unique design provides up to 12 hours of leak production to keep your baby comfy and dry day and night. Join the thousands of parents making the switch and say goodbye to leaks. Shop Rascal and Friends Premium Diapers, Training Pants and Sensitive Wipes at Walmart today. The challenge, and maybe because it's coming off of six weeks of the kids being home, is like I I have in my calendar like like walk every day for half an hour at lunchtime, or like do something every day half an hour at lunchtime, and it's just like sitting there. So I think you know the other thing that you say is support, support, support. This can come from a class, a buddy, a workout, or a coach. Find a community. Tell me about that. I think like the saying is when we about raising kids. We, it, it takes a village. Um, and I really, some of us have more support than others, um, but finding in some way to help you get to it. So that can come in a form as like a partner, a family member watching your kids for um, a half an hour while you get your workout in. Um, it can come as, you know, um, joining a class that you love and you're committed because you have a friend that also shows up there, right? Um, I have a Facebook community where we, you know, where for people on my programs, they come and they show up for each other there. It can come like that. Um, it could come in the form of a buddy session. I have, I know that some couples like to work out together because it's something they can, where they're not working on anything else. It's something that they do together and that they bond on. I train quite a bit of couples, or maybe it's a friend that you train with. Um, so you, you're less likely to cancel because, uh, you know, you catch up in this at the same time, you know, it's, it really is different and finding the support and maybe that support comes from like screen time for your kids, like turning on the TV for half an hour so you can get a chance to like move your body a little bit. Um, that's why I was so broad when I said that, because it, it's different for everybody. Um, and I know that the kids being home from school was like brutal, was like the brutal. worst, worst. It was, um, it was really hard even for me. <laughs> yeah. Like I did when he was like my, I have two kids, only one was in daycare and, and one is school age. He's in grade one. 
but it was brutal. And a lot of the things that I had planned in January and up leading in virtual school all the way up to now, it just, it makes it an already tough situation impossible. So sometimes, and I talk about this too, you've got seasons of training, right? You just say you have seasons of business, you have seasons. So maybe you do have to put on the brakes for a few weeks and focus on other things. And that's okay too. Um, I have some clients that have to take breaks. And then when, when things resolve like injuries or, you know, specific situations, we have seasons, it's cyclical, we'll go up and we'll go down. But knowing that when things you can always come back to it is really, um, is really helpful too. So I, I talk about this, like maybe it's not your season and it will get, you'll get back into it, but actually making sure that when you can, you do, you know, cause we get into this routine of not doing anything. Um, so that's when scheduling it in, making it a non-negotiable, those things help, but in impossible situations like the past, some of like, times over the past two years, it's really been a a time where you're like, okay, I need to focus on other things. I need to take a breath and it's okay. But I know that when things die down or things change or shift, nothing stays the same. We can kind of get back to it. So um, not feeling um, guilty or anything like that for doing that. I have some clients that are like, I have to pause. I'm so sorry. I feel so guilty about it. And I don't I don't want anyone to feel guilty ever, <laughs> especially to me. So yeah, it's yeah. about creating the tools you need when you're ready and sticking to that, but also like learning what you need when you need it. No, oh, that's great. That's a wonderful answer. I think it's, it's interesting to me because I think like um, for so many of our moms, they want to be strong, right? Are they, oh. Everyone wants strength. Everyone doesn't want to creak in the morning and they want to carve the time. Sometimes I find that like, what's also interesting, and I sort of, in this conversation, now I'm having this like aha moment with you, which is like, you know, I don't want to prescribe to any sort of old school or like a, a thoughts about body or um, value propositions based on like where I exist. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of like... <clears throat> completely reject any of those thoughts. However, I want to be strong. I want to be fit. I want to look good. I want to, you know, I want to be able to play with my kids. I don't want to have injury. Like I don't want to have any of those things. So it's, it's funny because like I often am recommitting to my fitness. I'm, I love, I actually really enjoy movement. I love finding those mo- moments. I'm also so results driven. Like I'm such a results person. Um, and I think for me now, maybe because I'm just getting older, I'm 38 years old. I'm, I'm an 83 baby, which I've never- Me really too. Had. Are you? I didn't. I think I knew that from Instagram. Recently. We're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just looking at this for the first time and being like, why have I been so like shy about talking about how old I am? I've never like really talked about that until now. And I'm like, okay, I have two years till I'm 40. And I've decided just like in the next two years, and we're talking about numbers, but I'm saying before age 40, this is what I'm trying to do is like get this to be part of my daily grind just to feel great, you know? So I've made some pretty heavy investments in myself, namely just getting a Peloton, which was like a big deal. Um, And you're right. Like the convenience is it's right in my house. It's in front of my bed. I like, we have a small house. I had to find a place for it. My husband and I are both using it. I think sometimes making like a larger financial investment sort of motivates you to, to get on it, you know? So, um, I think for me, and I just want your opinion on this, it's not part of your tips, but just, you know, this sort of like duality of sort of saying like, I want to um, not conform to any ideas of these like false notions of beauty and diet, but I want to be thin. I want to be, I want to look good. I want to be thin. I want to exist in a thinner body. I still do, you know, and I, I'm totally confident 50 pounds up and 50 pounds down. It doesn't make a difference, but I've clearly put on weight with every single pregnancy. And I think as I'm getting older, like, I'm not losing it or I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm not going back to um, my body isn't changing the way it once did to like in the speed it once did. You know what I mean? So like after my first kid, I was like, totally, I think I was working with you or maybe it was after Essa, but like, you know, I could put fitness into my life and I saw sort of results very quickly. And maybe just cause like, so it's been such a fuck show since I've had Henry. I just like, haven't even had a sick and to think, like I haven't, I haven't seen results. I haven't really tried. I'm really not looking at the scale at all. I'm just looking at myself in the mirror when I have a minute and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, it just feels different now. Maybe because I'm older. Is that true? Like things change as you get older, you need to like work harder, work more. Like, can you speak to that a bit? Yes. There's a, there's a lot there. 
I yeah, wanna... sorry. I sort of went two different ways with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yes. Break it down or address let, anything let you want. I'm just having a lot thing. of thoughts about it. Yeah. Let me tackle the last thing that you said. And I want to circle back to like having a goal. Cause I think I want to, it's an interesting conversation and I've started to have it with a lot of trainers. Um, but yes, our body shift as we age, our metabolism can slow. Uh, things can be different as you know, sometimes we just need to up the self-care a little bit more. We have to pay attention to things a little bit more. That doesn't mean you can't do things, but you definitely shift. Um, as you age and everyone's a little bit different, but the consistency in doing stuff every day is going to help that as well. So metabolism, we, as women, we learn, our, we lose our bone density. That's why strength training and um, resistance training is super, super important. You can't regain it, but you can maintain it. So like, that's why it's, it's, it's important for everybody to exercise, but it's especially important to kind of keep going as we age, even though it feels harder. <laughs> as we age. Um, so there's that and circling back this idea of making a goal. Um, and a lot of people might disagree with me. And I just had this whole diatribe on like making a non-number goal, um, which I believe in, which you should do. But I also don't think it's evil to want to lose weight. I don't, cause people come to me and say, well, I feel very vain, um, telling you that I want to lose. And I say, listen, it's, I, it's not an evil goal to want to lose weight. And I, I don't think it is um, because we we're on this like body, this body positivity, body image, things are shifting and that's great. I'm all for that. And I think it's a really important conversation to have, but I also don't think, you know, wanting to look and feel your best um, is a huge problem. You just have to decide what it can't be the most important thing right? We need to kind of, you want to unpack why you feel that way. What else do you want to accomplish? And you kind of have to figure out where that fits in your whole goal scheme. That's why I wanted to say it's a, it's an interesting conversation to have. Cause I know yeah, some yeah. trainers that will be like, well, if we don't, if we're promoting all body types, this isn't me, but I know this is this, these conversations are being had in the, in the fitness world. If body, body positivity is like glorifying like health problems and obesity and all of this stuff. So they say, oh, the pendulum swung all the other way, right? I don't subscribe to that notion. I don't at all. But if someone personally comes to me and says, I would love to lose some weight, but I also want to feel strong. I also, I don't feel comfortable in my body. Like that's a personal goal. And that's something I take very seriously and it's okay. Right. I don't, I don't think it's evil to want to lose weight. It's just, you want to put it in a place that is in the right priority list. Right. Um, and not necessarily tying yourself to a number, but looking great, fitting in your clothes like that affects how we, we move about the world and how we, and how, how confident we are. And I think it's okay to be figuring that relationship out. And I think think that's such an honest answer, Jess. And I really do love that because I can see how that would be jarring for somebody who like, you know, the, the pressure is there to sort of be like, yes, body positivity, body neutrality. But a client comes to you, they're like, look, my challenge is I want to lose weight. And you're like, okay, like that's a totally. But I'm not going to be like, challenge. screw off. You're stupid. Like I'm not. Yeah. You're not going to say like, no, that's not a good goal. I completely, I, I, I think it is. I could see it being jarring and I could see it being divisive. I think people have so much emotional baggage about body image that even suggesting that it's okay can be triggering. So here's where I think it's problematic. And maybe this, I'm completely of my only speaking from my experience. I am not a professional in this industry, but I have a hard time when people abstain from activities by the way they look. So they won't go out. They won't put on the the swimsuit. They won't go in the pool with their kids. They wear really long shorts or a t-shirt over their body. Like they're hiding something. I get it. I also see so many women and I'm guilty of it. Where like, if they are in a photo, they will do everything they can to mask their body. They hide themselves, you know? And to me, those are the two things that I see to be the most um, interesting. And me, myself, I'm guilty of it. Right. Like Like it's very, you know, like we shouldn't have to do that. Right. That's sad. It feels like sadness that that's where, people are at. And I know I've been there, you know, there has been times when I've been I have to, and I'm like putting myself strategically with my kids in front of me or cropping images where I don't like how my body looks or how I'm living in it in the moment. So I just think you're right. It's an evolving conversation. Yeah. 
where I think it's super positive to say like to our daughters, like, let's have a healthy relationship to food. Let's make sure that we have, I never say to my daughter, are you full? I say, is your tummy happy? That's my conversation with her. Right. And I don't want her to think like fullness is the goal. And I don't want her to think that like clearing the plate of like good or bad food is the goal. This is a J bomb thing, like uh, intuitive eating. And I myself am trying to be like, okay, don't feel guilt if I like eat something that isn't necessarily 100% like nutrient rich, but you know, I do want to put fitness back into my life. And that's why I think it's such a good conversation to have with you today is like six weeks home with the kids, got the Peloton right before that was like really committed for about four weeks. And then like that fell off a bit and I'm hoping to get back on, but like, you know, you have a really awesome virtual training program um, and you offer so much like inspiration and edutainment um on your platform. I do like I, I do like I, I do like like I said I don't take myself too seriously. I do yeah. like a, I do like a silly reel where I look ridiculous. Not no, lie. it's good. That's they always do the best. The ridiculous when I'm like acting like an idiot. I'm like, no. okay, the people have spoken. Great. No. It's, um, it's, it's my outlet. I was in a former life I was a uh, I was an actress in New York. So this is it's perfect. <laughs> Well, that's what they say, right? They see influencers are the new actors. That's just what it is, right? When you live on you Instagram. feel that way. Yeah. yeah. So I love that, Jess. I think that's really um, awesome. I wanted to go back to this 10-minute okay. rule. I'm calling it the 10-minute rule. And we had some interest in this. So you say commit to 10 minutes of movement. Tell me about the commitment to 10 minutes because that feels very manageable to me. What does 10 minutes mean? Um, it means exactly. I mean, it sometimes the idea of like putting on our clothes, getting the weights out, climbing on the Peloton. And like, it's, it's a lot. It's like, Oh, 45 minutes, a half an hour. I don't have this. I don't feel like it. I'm maybe you're having to work out after the kids go to sleep. Maybe it's early in the morning. You know, like I don't, maybe there's just, there's no motivation. There's you're, you're struggling with something. There's something not, you know, you're not committing to it. Um, 10 minutes when you, when you, when you think about 10 minutes, like you just said it, it's not very long time. Right. So you can schedule it in as 10 minutes. Be like, listen, I'm going to do 10 minutes. And if I, it's like a little negotiation with yourself. And I've had this, I've done this before with myself. I said, okay, if I feel like stopping after 10 minutes, I'm allowed no guilt, like nothing. Like I, you know, 10 minutes is movement of movement is better than nothing. So that's it. Generally a body in motion wants to stay in motion. So you can, if you commit to just biting off like a little bit of the cookie yeah, and yeah. not the whole cookie, it's mentally easier to digest than it is. Oh God, I gotta, like, I don't know if I have the energy to even get through a 40 minute hit workout on whatever, whatever, or whatever it is. Maybe it's just 10 minutes of easy writing on the Peloton without like following a video or something like that. Generally. Once we get through the warm up, the you know our adrenaline gets going, things kind of loosen up. We start feeling good. Chances are you'll keep going, but if you don't, it's okay. You know, so like that's why it's this magic kind of like I used to do it a lot. In, I, I say this a lot for my pregnant clients, my, quite a few pregnant clients who are dealing with um, nausea. And generally, a good antidote for nausea in pregnancy is. Um, a little bit of light exercise. So I give them the 10 minute rule too. I'm like, start doing something for 10 minutes. If the nausea eases, you'll feel good and you can continue. Um, and if it doesn't, you're allowed to stop after that. that. So that's kind of where it started for me. And then it just kind of, it just, I think, and you know, this working out is like 95% mental is just showing up in your clothes. I'm ready to go. And once you're in it, you're in it. Right. Um, I just thought of it like getting in your clothes, like giving yourself something manageable and then you just take it from there. There's that saying, right? You don't have to see the, I don't know who said it and I should know, but you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to see the first step. Take the first step, right? Yeah. Like it's the same kind of thing. Do something that's not so like mentally daunting. Like I, you know, um, 10 minutes, see what happens. Commit to three, 10 minutes, three times a day and just see what happens. That's it. I love that. If it's only 10 minutes. Great. You did 10 minutes. You're amazing. You're a badass. You're a rock star. Perfect. You did more than you did last week and celebrating that. So 10 minute rule. It, it really, it's helpful. It can be helpful. I love that. And I'm finding, I, I really looked forward actually for this past year 
walking my kid to and from school because that was like two guaranteed moments where I was like, it was that 10 minutes twice a day of moving your body. And I think that's so interesting, Jess, because I I know you've trained what, probably hundreds of people. How many people do you think? Hundreds? Are you thinking the thousands now? We're over a thousand. If you count everyone that has taken a class with me, everyone that's taken a group program with me, if you count everyone in my previous my previous years, I'm over a grant, like for sure, like maybe over a thousand people. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. I spoke to Leah Davidson, who is our, uh, she's a life coach actually, who's part of our program. Yeah. We had an interview recently and she had a really interesting philosophy about this also, right. Which is like, um, so many women live in like the all or nothing mindset. Right. And they don't understand living in the gray. And I'm also so guilty um, of that particular mindset. And it's about shifting that mindset to being like, you can live in the gray. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So I'm really trying to be conscious of that and like take all these pieces from our brilliant brains that we have assembled here to this like militia of, of, of wisdom. It, it's so beautiful and I'm completely obsessed with it. Um, so I love that Jess so much. Okay. Talk to me about playing kick-ass music. What does that mean? And why don't we underestimate that? Um, studies have shown that when you work out to music and it's con- like the rhythm that you love, you can, you actually exert more effort than you would if it's just like silence or there are people that were, you know, so like you're following a beat, you can, it's actually, you don't feel like you're exerting more, but you are. So it's not going to, it's not necessarily going to get you to your next <laughs> PR, but it's going to help you sustain a higher intensity for longer if you're motivated. And I think putting on music can hit your soul in a way that nothing else can. And I think you can use the power of music for movement. So like I blast my music that, and it's, it, it, that make that fills me and it motivates me and it makes me want to work hard. If you put on a very motivating song, like everyone has a workout song. You're like a, what's your song, Jess? What's your go-to? So I just wrote a post about it. My go, like it changes, but I'm like big into my, my Broadway playlist. I'm a huge nerd. Just so everybody knows I'm a huge nerd. I love my musical theater and um, I wasn't able to see Hamilton live when I lived in New York because I didn't have $1 million, but I did watch it on when it came to, um, was it on HBO? Was it on Disney? Where Disney was it? Plus. Was it Disney. on Disney Plus? Okay. I think that's the reason I signed up for Disney Plus. Anyways, there's a number that Leslie Odom Jr. sings. It's called Wait For It. Every, I put it on like on repeat when I'm on my last like finisher. Like it's the lyrics are like, I'm willing to wait for it. It's like beautiful. It's like my motivation song. I know this is um, really um, outing me as a huge nerd, but it's like, okay, we're going to link it. We're going to link the song. Link in, it, in please, the please, please, please. Yeah. I just wrote a text about it. <laughs> I just wrote a post about it. I'm like, this is something that you got to do what works for you. Um, and there are certain, there are certain songs that kind of bring up awesome memories. I love a nineties playlist. Cause we're geriatric millennials, right? So when I play really fun nineties music in my class from like top 40, but from we went to high school that, you know, it's a simpler time. It brings back amazing memories, you know, like if we're focusing on the music, we're not necessarily focusing on like how many pushups we've done or how hard this is or whatever the case may be. I just think it adds, it's an amazing ingredient that, um, um, that you can add to your workout to like, help you through it. If you're listening to music that you love. And I also think that exercise, it's the only place that I know of that you can be like super weird and grunt and swear and cry and breathe heavy and get, be very, very intense. And it's not weird. Like I, there's no, like, it's a very physical thing. And and it's, like I said, it's, it's connected to your mental. It's connected to so many different things in your body. And when you can expel that through energy, you like, I know it like gets things out of me. So like I grunt, I square, I close the door, I sing, I do whatever I need to do because it's my time. Right. And yes, I put some of that on Instagram to show that it's, you know, it's my time, but it's really something that you can do. That's unlike anything else, especially now that we're all, we were all locked in our houses, right? We couldn't necessarily go places. It's like, we had a snowstorm. You can't walk anywhere. Like this is something you can do that you can guide, be weird and get your energy out. And no one's going to judge you for that. And I love exercise because of that. 
right? So it's not like sitting on a couch and talking. It's it's like using your body to met, to get things out or to mend things or whatever it needs to be for you on that day. I love, I, I mean, yeah, the best workouts I've done is when I've been super angry at my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like it's, exercise can be different things for different people at different times, um, but that's why I love it, right? I love that, Jess. That's awesome. I, I mean, it's, can I just ask a question? What, do you have a scheduled time that you work out every day? So no. Um, and I know that I, I know that I give that as a tip, but I'm in a very, I'm in a very specific privileged situation that I make my own schedule and that I, um, I, you know what I should say? Yes, I do in like time blocks. Like I know that it's going to happen. I look at my day and I schedule things around when I'm going to have time. So yes, I do actually, now that I think about how I do it. Um, but I, it's a non-negotiable for me. So I know that if I have a time block of, you know, one to four and I, you know, I have a call here and a call there and I have to do programming. I always make sure I get my workout done first. Cause as the day, you know, gets busy, I know I'm not going to get enough time. And yeah. sometimes I will move things so I can get, this is me. This is personal for me. Everyone's a little bit different. I will move some of the work that I have to do to after the kids go to bed so I can get my 45 minutes in during the day when I'm motivated to do it because I'm not going to be motivated. I don't like working out after the kids go to sleep. I have done it and I will do it just like it, like I have done it before, but I don't, I know that I don't like that because by the end of the day, I get tired. A lot of people love that 8.30 time slot. I used to run a class at 8.30 PM. I called it night moves and an after bedtime boot camp, And it was like, we had like 25 moms in the park. Like if that's your time, great. It just wasn't a great time. I like a morning workout if I can swing it. So I will, I will shuffle things around so I can get it in. Yeah. So I don't, but I, but in the same breath, I don't have like a, I'm working out at one every day. It shifts every day and I Mm -hmm. make sure that I get it in within my schedule. And even sometimes it doesn't happen. Even like a call runs long. I'm on a discovery call longer. I have my kids like that, like, and even me, like, and I'm not talking about two hours. I'm literally talking about today in the morning, I did 30 minutes, you know, like, it wasn't, I was like 10 to 10 30 done shower. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I make time for it for sure, but I don't have like a 8 AM. I wake up before like that kind of thing for me, but yeah, I also yeah. am at, like, I also make my own schedule. So I can do that. And I realize that not a lot of moms have that option. So scheduling right. it in at a time that works for them is much, is a much easier option. Figuring it out with your schedule and with your partner and your support system is going to seeing what works best for you and scheduling it in as you need is going to be best. I love it. Jess, thank you so much. Is there any, if there's one last piece of advice you want people to hear today, what would you want them to know? Oh my goodness. I feel like we've covered so many. We did. Um, Anything in your, anything left in your tank? (laughs) I think so. Um, Stop expecting it to look like what you think it's going to look like. I love that. I love that. Cause we have this, we have, I'm going to leave it. Like, you know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you got to find what works for you and find someone who, who feels that for you. If it's me. Great. <laughs> if it's like, you know, if it's another trainer, if it's a class, like I want, I want everyone to find their person and you have the chemistry yeah. to be right. And what works for them. And that's whatever I can do to facilitate that, but like stop, measuring yourself up to what this person did or this person did, because I think I have to work out four times a week for an hour to get this. You have to throw that shit away, especially yeah. now that we're moms. This It's all different. That's it's it. all different. I love those are two. It's, all di- it's just different. It's not expecting to look like it's like not, it's not going to look the way you expect. And we're all moms and it's all different. So just all, we're all moms and it's, yeah. we're all different and yeah. it's all different. It's not, we look at that as a bad thing. I think it's different. Right. We can't do anything. I'm stronger now than I ever have been right. in my right. whole life. Now I work really hard at it. Like it's a priority for me. I'm not going to lie about the effort that I put. I'm not going to be like, well, I did nothing and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I work hard at it, but yeah. at the same time, like it's a priority for me. And I love that. I, the sky's the limit for me. I'm, you know, late thirties to kids. Like I'm going to be the strongest I've ever been. And that's cool. Like, I love that. 
You know, I love spreading. I love talk. I I love sharing that narrative. Like it's not over. I might, you know, I've had a vaginal birth. I've had a cesarean. I've had many pelvic floor stuff. Like I, I've had an up and down journey as well. So to say that I'm the best and the strongest, but I, I'm not necessarily the thinnest I've ever been, but I am the strongest I've ever been. And I'm in the most balanced place I've ever been. And that's exciting for me at this moment. And Mm -hmm. that's the narrative I want to like share that it's not over. The best is yet to come. It can always change it. Yeah. You can always change it. I love it. I love it so much. If somebody wants to find you, where can they find you? What's all your handles and stuff? I would love if you followed me on Instagram. I got, (laughs) that's my like social media poison of choice. Although I'm, Mm -hmm. I am on TikTok. We're trying Mm -hmm. to we're trying to, we're trying to ramp it up there too. Mm-hmm. So you can find me at Mighty Mom Jess. Uh, I post workout um, ideas and funny reels and tips and, you know, I answer DMs and, you know, reach out to me there. I, I, I am trying to build a Mighty Mom community, uh, Mighty Mom movement. So I'd love to have mm-hmm. you part of it. You can also check out my website, mightymom.ca. You can figure out, we have lots of programs. We have a prenatal strength program. We have postpartum group programs. I have a one-to-one um, online coaching uh, membership, you know, whatever your need, we actually, we're going to be starting indoor classes, hopefully when gyms opens again, if you're living in the GTA, I do um, mom and baby classes. I have classes all over the city with me and my awesome instructors will mm-hmm. definitely be in Toronto parks this summer. Um, and if you're looking for one-to-one training, we have that too. So hit me up any of those places and you can find me on mom halo. Cause I'll be rocking yeah. a bunch more stuff, I guess. Yeah, right. Man. That's true. You will be. Well, thank you just so much. I, I really find that we just touched the tip of the iceberg on these conversations. Yeah. And I'm super sure. excited to have you um, on our channels and more engaged with our community and to give you more opportunities to spread your gospel. Cause I think it's righteous and um Thank you so much for being with us today. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been an honor to be part of your community. What you've built is just, you're such an inspiration because we, oh, thanks, Jess. you are, I look up to you for so many <laughs> things. And when you, when you say that I'm, when you're like flattering me, I'm like, <gasps> oh, like, I think we're fangirling out um, on between both of us. And yeah. I, it's such an honor to be here. So I appreciate you. it. Thanks everybody. Have a great one. Bye. 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 by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Also, children can lead healthier, happier lives. In 2021, Project Halo raised over $150,000 to help build a new sick kids, designed to better serve patients and families. This will include spaces devoted to parents and caregivers, spaces to feel calm, relief, and rest. We are calling on our community again this year to join us in helping build a state-of-the-art hospital. Together, there are no limits to what we can achieve. To learn more and to donate, go to fundraise.sickkidsfoundation.com backslash Project Mom Halo. Thank you for your generosity and support.